hey, Sunday afternoon here in Australia on the back of the final uh, of the NBA Cup. Shit name, but fantastic series of play, Matty. Yeah, look, it was a it was a pretty good game today. Um, look, I've probably enjoyed most of the in season tournament. People starting to care about basketball in uh, in November and December. So um, yeah, and I really enjoyed. I suppose the Pacers getting some some actual games on television. Uh, like if you only have Ko here in Australia, if you only have TF, TNT and ESPN and everything, Pacers have been a league pass team for five years. Ages, yeah, they've been they've been fantastic. I guess since the this is the fruition of like the Halliburton Sabonis trade. But let's talk about that. Let's talk about the uh, in season tournament. What we can take away from a massive AD game and LeBron getting another trophy for the MVP. Let's do it straight up after this. Welcome to the Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. And as we are live, don't forget you can jump in the comments, whether you are on Facebook or on YouTube, ask us a question, give us our thoughts on anything you like about the Insight NBA. Manny, the Lakers ultimately get it 123 over the Indiana Pacers 109 in Vegas. And the burning question is this, is this all a ploy by LeBron James to make sure that he gets that license to own the Las Vegas franchise when they expand there? <laughs> look, I don't think he had too much say in all of that, but hey, he looked good in Vegas and it sounded like if you're listening to the crowd, it sounded like there was a lot of Lakers fans there. Yeah, just to drive, just to drive across the ditch, I guess, down the uh, Route 66 highway out to there. There's, I guess it's the commute there, but it's LeBron caught it best the other day. He said Vegas is a sports town and I think the NBA plans to, I mean, we've seen the, the I guess, the preseason tournament go down there if you want to call it a tournament like it culminates in the vegas one we've now got the in-season tournament in vegas and now we're constantly moving towards it it's going to be branded it's going to be but this is one of the teams that's listed as a possible franchise with the sonics coming back i guess maybe these are the two main ones that everyone's got their eyes on right now yeah and like the las vegas raiders have been doing well since going to vegas uh moving from oakland um yeah look they are a sports town i wonder if like a little bit like in australia it is that little bit of a transient town much like the gold coast um like the sports teams don't seem to do that well at the gold coast even though everybody loves going to the gold coast i kind of think of vegas a little bit like that um for our australian viewers you'll understand that but yeah that's that's just sort of how i feel about vegas and I think it could be one of those things as well where it looks good as branding, like the Vegas Aces for the WNBA, obviously the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Like it's an iconic logo. And if they come up with that, that's going to be half the battle today. But an iconic game, I guess we can focus on this one. This was an absolutely massive stat line. And it's a shame that it doesn't count for the regular season for totals, I guess, for the players themselves. But just in general today, an absolutely monstrous game by Anthony Davis. 41 points, 20 rebounds, five assists, four block shots. He looked very good today, didn't he, AD? Mate, he made Miles Turner look like a boy next to him just being a grown-ass man. Um, look, Anthony Davis, I don't think any questions have, has ever been his talent. He always seems to get injured at, at wrong times. Maybe his ticker gets questioned at time, but the dude's one of the most talented guys in the league and showed today in 40 minutes. 
And if you look down the, I think the one thing we can glean from the minutes today breakdown is this is the kind of rotations that these teams will run, the Lakers and the Pacers come playoff time or in those tight games. And we can glean a few lessons from that here and there. I guess the other thing is this. We look at the minutes. You and I were talking just before we came on the live today. We look down the stat sheet of the Indiana Pacers today and Bruce Brown only playing 19 minutes. He didn't have it going. Uh, Buddy Hill played the 32. He didn't have it going. But you said Benedict Matherin was the guy there, and I called him the ad of the the tournament. He didn't do it the other day, but he bought the day today with a uh, with a big line. Shame it doesn't count for fantasy, but yeah. Look, honestly, the paces they like this wasn't fantasy relevant. So like everybody threw, oh, they're almost for lack of a better word, uh, blitzing um, Tyrese Halliburton for those NFL fans out there. And the other guys had to get it done. The Lakers said, let's let Miles Turner, let's let Buddy Heald, let's let Benedict Matherin beat us. If they can beat us, we'll cop it. But we're not letting Tyrese Halliburton beat us. And 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 they showed flashes of that. You said it was getting interesting. Four minutes to go. You called it. You said that, man, like there was that open... When LeBron failed to close out on Miles Turner for that open three when they blitz Halliburton, I saw that and and it was like just let it happen. And then Turner, who can who's a great guy, I, who can extend the floor, mate. When he extended and hit that three, I was like, oh shit, here we go. And then TJ McConnell, the turnover straight on the inbounds, pulling a Jose Alvarado. Whew, they look spicy. Yeah, and, that, yeah, and that's where Benedict uh, Benedict sort of took on. AD and got the got the end one and that's when things started to look exciting but you can't take it away from some of those old heads even like your Austin Reeves looks like a little bit of an old head out there like he doesn't seem to be afraid of the moment and you know you've got your your Russells your Bron and your Davis and like even a bloke like Cam Reddish he has been around and he has played a lot of basketball I suppose um even if this is probably the best version of Cam Reddish we've ever seen so and they spoke about that in the broadcast. It was really interesting. Doris Burke and Doc Rivers were talking about it in the broadcast today how Cam Reddish has kind of got a reputation around the league as just being a player who just needed work. And like his reputation is a guy who needed work and a guy who needed work. But the, the word is that LeBron, like he kind of does for these young guys, I think more so in the back end of his career is take them under his wing. We saw it last year the acceleration after the trade deadline. He did it with Rui Hachimura. But then again, he's also like just a, a dude who will cut guys from the team to trade for a better player by extension as well. Yeah. So he's ruthless in that way, but he does seem invested in Cam Reddish. And Cam had a great game. Like his on-ball defense today is something the Lakers sorely need. And his ability to extend the floor when needed, an absolute weapon. LeBron does chuck people under his wing and like think about the type of player that J.R. Smith was until he played with LeBron. Hadn't really won anything, Had was always just a selfish player. And like everybody thought of him as a selfish player. Like Cam Reddish was just a talented guy that would find himself on rosters and play the first 15 games of every season, then get cut or get stuck at the end of the roster. I can see him starting come playoff time. Um, You know, he's, he's probably better than Vanderbilt at the moment. And Austin Reeves is getting, I suppose, just so a much. lot more of the ball just being that bench unit guy and then stepping in when he needs it. Like every game we see D'Angelo Russell play more minutes than Austin Reeves, but D'Angelo Russell is a complimentary piece next to AD and, and LeBron and Austin Reeves has been able to, to 
turn on the Jets with the bench unit. And then when they really need him to play as a complimentary piece beside these other guys, um, the, I love the Lakers makeup at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the thing you put out there as well, the second unit, just Reeves has come on. He was a buy low candidate in fantasy earlier this season. People were dumping him off to the wire. I saw him go in a couple of leagues. I saw people pick him up. And that was fair enough. He, he was a probably, you just want to have to be patient with him. But he suits this. Him getting to the line today, this is what I love about Austin Reeves. Getting to the line 12 times, 10 of 12 from the free throw line, that's great for your fantasy game. There's an easy 10 points for him. But that's where Austin Reeves excels in fantasy, about getting those easy buckets. He really likes to get downhill. He has that sneaky little mid-range pull-up. So you don't want to leave that little pull-up open and that little floater open. But he's dedicated to get to the cup, and he showed it again today going to 10 to 12 from the line. Matty, the one thing that I found was most interesting, I hope no one – thank God the in-season tournament didn't count for three points made totals because the the Lakers were woeful today. They only shot 13 of them. The standard Steph Curry kind of game, they made two of 13, which is 15%. This is, this is a ridiculous number, can I just say. How many threes without looking at the screen do you reckon the paces threw up today? Have you seen it um, yet? Yeah, I've seen it. It's 40. <laughs> it's 40. They took 41 attempts at three, only shot 24%, 10 of that. But that's a ridiculously high number. It's not often that you see a team win a basketball game only shooting 13 times from three and basically making jack shit of them. The Tory and Prince hit one with one minute and seven seconds left in the third quarter. That was their first one. That was it. It does go to show that, like, Maybe we don't need to be as focused on threes as the as the Golden State Warriors have suggested in the past. Uh, you can just play hard nosed basketball, and that's what Anthony Davis was today. Uh, you do, you know, as soon as you see Anthony Davis clutching for something, something, and oh LeBron got knocked to the ground a couple times today, you do just think, "Oh fuck, my season's over." But and um, so it's those kind of have. things as well where you see someone just innocuously fall like TJ McConnell and he goes down and he takes and he takes out like you know LeBron's knee and he's all of a sudden comes up and he's clutching at it and LeBron's just there wincing in pain that you think there's gonna be something or when Anthony Davis gets kicked in the groin and he's on the bench doing it. Yeah, you got more purple beer. I got my purple and gold. I got my shout out to Bilson's and the great bubble gum so I can drink some purple and gold love today to uh, celebrate the victory. This is my uh fuck you skidmore. Uh, drink for uh, our good friend at Filthy IFS for the Insight Podcast Network. We're wearing some Lakers jerseys just because we hope he's watching right now and he gets fired up. So say good day in the uh, comments here. Uh, favorite part for you of the entire in-season tournament, Matrix, what has been the, the thing you've loved seeing the most about all this? And the fantasy relevance as well. So two questions. What have you loved for mo- the most? And what fan- is the most fantasy relevant factor that you can think for next year? Look, I think... What I have enjoyed was a team like the Pacers at the start of the year. They don't get those primetime moments and just grinding it out, like beating some really good teams like like the Bucks and um, and like the Celtics being knocked out. Um, yeah, look, I've just really enjoyed watching, I suppose, these young guys getting the spotlight, which sometimes they don't get till the following year. And I've probably seen it with, with my Grizzlies. Like... Um, yep. You know, Devin Bain wasn't watched a lot in his in his first season because no one expected the Grizzlies to do any any good. Like, how many city edition jerseys of Tyrese Halliburton do you think has sold in the last two two weeks? I don't know. Have, you, have you got a have you, have you got a figure there? I want one. 
one yeah. that jersey and that jersey is incredible like it's one of the best ones in there i actually kind of mess with the new orleans like voodoo black one and green for some reason yeah. it's not like it's the nola jersey i was kind of vibing as well but i think nike really upped their game to make this a bit of a special in season tournament what do you think just fantasy wise can we like I've got one that sticks out for me. I'm just curious, what do you think is the most important fantasy lesson we can take from the IST? Um, I don't. I don't really, really know. Go on. What do you reckon? Uh, yeah, stacks. It's. Thro- I mean, honestly, you're throwing needle. You're throwing like darts at a dartboard and hope you pick the right team, or pick one or two of the right teams. But if you can, if you make it, like I played a guy this week who had a, who had a bit of a buck stack going on. He had Dame. Portis and Malik Beasley already on his roster. And I didn't have any guys. So if you're going to pick a team that's like, if you're going to favor a stack, it's valuable, I guess, through this part of the tournament. I know we're only talking week seven, but if you've got a Pacers stack, and if you had, like we talked about the Pacers stack at nauseum to begin the season, if you had Miles Turner, if you have Tyrese Halliburton with your first pick, and you picked up a, a Buddy Heald or a Bruce Brown or a Benedict Matthew, like you picked up someone like a fringy guy, there was some dependable guys in there this week that you can really lean on. So I think next year, if you are looking for a cheeky wins, if you look to pick up some some nice value in those top tier teams, that's where they're probably going to be more valuable. Can you imagine a Lakers stack? How amazing earlier this week, a Anthony Davis, LeBron, Austin Reeves, and D'Angelo Russell, all four guys you could have easily gotten at different points of your draft without doubt, starting in the second round. Yeah, look, I don't mind it. I just hate when they play two games for the week and then other teams are playing four for the week. That's when I struggle with the stack idea. But definitely a couple of guys, like definitely, you know, if you could have got Anthony Davis in the second round and LeBron in the third this last year, and you'd be absolutely killing it right now. I wish I did it myself. Mate, we saw him slip. We saw LeBron slip in some leagues into the fourth round. People just didn't want to touch him with on the back of the foot last year. So we were watching. We were in a league where he went like 39th, I think it was 40th. And we were just sitting there going, Are we going? And I was about to take him. And I always say, I'm not going to take my favorite player because then I'm just making it way too personal and close to home. But fuck, I should have because he's had an incredible season. <laughs> like he's had an absolutely incredible season. He's taken out the trophy for the most valuable player of the in season tournament, I guess, from front to back. On the back of that, though, Tyrese Halliburton, like, I guess if the Lakers win, we just know that it was going to Tyrese Halliburton. What a talent he is. Do you think the the trade with Sacramento is one of the most win-win trades we've had in NBA history? Him and uh, Sabonis, the switch? Because I think it's worked out so well for both of these teams. Well, I think it has worked out really well, but I do wonder a world where Fox plays next to Tyrese Halliburton at this level and think that, Maybe Indy won it. Like, have a look at this. He's a superstar. Like, Sabonis is is a quiet star. Like, Sabonis is an exceptional player. And I think the Pacers got the better player. I think you're bang on. I think they got the better player. I just think team-wise, though, you know what I mean? Like, if the fits just worked. Like, Sabonis going somehow unlocked Fox more, like that Tyrese couldn't do from that bigger playmaker. And so the Kings have just excelled. And obviously they were the team, like they were the darlings of, you know, the league last year. And shout out to Justin Herbert, our mate Herbie, who just mad Kings fan. But you know what I mean? Like the Pacers, and now Tyrese has his ability to shine with this Pacers unit. Mate, you said it. What a bunch of young guys. 
Yeah. Look, I love watching watching the young guys. I think Benedict Matherin will be a really good player in the in the future, and he's had his flashes this year. Um, really, I'm just really disappointed in Miles Turner today. Um, I know he got himself in some foul trouble, but I expected this could be a game that if they won it, uh, Miles Turner could have put himself right up there on the map, couldn't he? Yeah, this is one you could have just grabbed by the scruff of the neck. And it's hard. Look, you look at his line, three from 11. Okay, that's not great for your, your big man where you want to get those dump-off passes. Half of his shots pretty much with three-pointers. He made one of five of them to help bring the paces back in the fourth quarter on that open look. He got to the line only four times there. And look, defensively, the rebounds, seven, one assist, one steal. No blocks from Turner on the board. But the guy who filled his minutes, which was interesting, was Isaiah Jackson. He came off the bench to fill in those minutes when he got into foul trouble, played 19, two of six, six of six from the line, five rebounds, but the four blocks from him. And he was a guy. Uh, oh, we've got a question in there, so we'll get to that one. I'll flash it up there um, in a second. In a second. Yep. Here we go. We'll flash it up there. But I guess the one thing that we wanted to uh, the one thing we wanted to bring up there was the fact that Isaiah Jackson was a guy that we spoke about earlier that was high on people's fantasy radars last season when all this talk was Miles Turner was going to become a Laker. Miles Turner, M- Miles Turner and Buddy Heald are somehow getting traded for Russell Westbrook over to the Lakers, and then that never got shut down until late. Miles Turner re-signed that contract. So there was this big window of Isaiah Jackson, and he showed today that if given a position in the team, he could be a starter. Can I be honest? Isaiah yeah. Jackson was better on Anthony Davis today than Miles Turner was. Isaiah Jackson was yeah. had a better game. Than Miles Turner, they would have been better off if if Isaiah Jackson played thirty minutes. AD wouldn't have as good of a stat line as he had. Yeah, I, I would I would agree with that. I think today, if you were to look at just not even like the box score plus minus or anything like that, just the eye test today, Isaiah Jackson was a pain in the ass. Like he was giving Anthony Davis some real problems. But the guy who wasn't a pain in the ass was I know. I, I said big things for him at the beginning of the season. And by the way, I, I'm when I when I see that Austin Reeves plays really well in the back of my head, I'm like, I hope Maddie saw that. I hope I hope Maddie, I hope Maddie, I hope Matrix is watching the stat line and not just calling him the wish kid or Hillbilly Kobe. And so the guess that leads us to this one. Uh we've got Rock uh Reclaren. G'day Rock. Uh, hey guys, what do you think of Reeves ROS value uh in Nine Cat Roto? I think he's been playing better coming off the bench, but the minutes are a bit unpredictable, especially when D'Angelo has good games. Yeah, look, I do see – what do you think, Matty? What, what, what do you have to say to Rock on that one? Look, I really like Reeves, and I think that he's been scoring a lot more points coming off the bench. He's probably losing a few of those assists um, due to not having as high a talent to pass it to when he's been out on the floor. So, like, in a points league, it's sort of, sort of bumped up his value, but I don't think it's – I think he's played better coming off the bench, but I don't think he's really got that good of a bump. I think both Reeves and D'Angelo Russell have sort of been in and around that 60 range value. And, um, yeah, look, I think you'd be happy to own either of them. The minutes being unpredictable, probably just they have to ride the hot hand and D'Lo can be a bit of a firecracker like when he scored 35 in the last one. Yeah, I don't think you'll see that as often. I think D'Lo is, you know, your late teens sort of scorer. If he's scoring 25, then by all means, Austin Reeves might get a bit of a bump down. But I don't think you're going to see that that much. I think 25 to 28 minutes a night is what you can expect. And I think you also want to look at just how the the Lakers run their match up there, Rock. Like, he might be getting in the minutes, might be unpredictable. But when it comes close, 
Darvin Ham seems to lead on Austin Reeves and the pick and roll with LeBron James and, and Austin is just, I think it's far more impactful than anything that D'Angelo Russell can offer. And I mean, D'Angelo Russell, I mean, obviously we all want to go get our personal chef and apparently get a good night's sleep. And apparently in his, uh, apparently in his interview, he said, this is all you need. You just need to sleep better and have a personal chef. He's taken the Chris Paul approach to his newfound uh, game this year. Good on you, D'Angelo. But yeah. I think you just need to look at the minutes there for the clutch uh, clutch games. And the Lakers do tend to get themselves into a bit of a mess. So the Lakers have been behind in the after the first quarter in so many games this season. And then they kind of lean on the lean the pressure on after the half. And that's where you really see the acceleration of Austin Reeves. So, look, I think it's good. Right now, I think it's high. And I don't think you need to worry if you got either of those two blokes, as Maddie said, about moving them off your team. I'd be really happy having either D'Angelo Russell or Austin Reeves on one of my rosters can, at this point. Can I can I give you the current ranking of these guys? D'Angelo mm-hmm. Russell, 33rd rank, and Austin Reeves, the 54th rank. I know that we're arguing about it a lot, but the... Great news is there's just a lot of value in these guys that we were taking in the 70s, 80s, 90s. Nice. And, you, um, took, you took – you got it – wait, which league do I – I can bring it up. Let's go personal league here. Which is it – what are my leagues? You picked up D'Angelo Russell late? And now my mate, friends and I've family. Got him, and you've got I, him, you've got I him took him in the league. hundreds at one stage. I took him in basically every league. Every league that I saw him after about the 80s and 90s, um, I took him. I've named my team. Download. Do you, I, so. Download. Yeah, I know. I played you this week in, in, in your league, in your, in your friends and family league this week. I um, I had a look. Here we go. So I'll actually bring it up in this one. So to say where his value is, you are Matrix Reloaded in this league, and I'm pretty sure you have D'Angelo Russell. If not, oh, here we go. D'Angelo Russell, you do have him in, in my league, in my friends and family league. Uh, history, here we go. Fucking hell. How did you? How do we let you get him at 106? How did, in the because. Because because all you cubs were pockets. bagging were bagging him. I wasn't in, bagging him. I wasn't bagging saying him about out. how bad he was compared to Austin Reeves. And I wasn't saying flew bad compared radar. to Austin Reeves. I wasn't saying that was bad. Le- I said that I said one who's going to have the leap. I didn't yeah. expect D'Angelo to be like this semi-perennial Brooklyn Net All Star version of D'Angelo Russell by <laughs> any means. I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not here to fuck spiders and be like, oh yeah, no. I I thought he'd be okay this season. No, no. I thought he'd be. I thought he'd fit because he fitted after he came from the Timberwolves. But I do still expect him to be trade bait like that contract that he got. The Rob Polenka has a sex tape of him with Iggy Azalea that he, that he does not want to get out or something to sign for that much money after last season. There is like I know that. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I, there's something in the water there with that contract that was signed. There's like deals under the table. I just think it comes to the uh, the. Magic that he was Rob an all star. He was an all star, and he's actually a really good fit um, yeah. beside LeBron and, and AD. Like the fact that he can not score that well at times and still just be out there. He still demands attention. Um, yeah, look, I think that it's good for the Lakers and this is probably the last time you'll ever see me wear a Lakers jersey on a podcast but yeah no it's uh if it's well it's look cool. if you win any of the fan if you win any fantasy comp that I'm in with you I'm going to demand that you wear the Lakers jersey or get a D'Angelo Russell jersey for carrying you home on your back picking him up in the hundreds or late 90s in so many bloody leagues no nah, sounds good um is there anything else you wanted to go through with this one man 
Mate, no, I just think I think the only things we can really take away for it, this is the rotations we can see going forward. No real injury news or updates here. I guess the one things we can see is Tyrese Halliburton is still an absolute stud leading the league in assists this year. He was incredible. Um, good minutes from Obi Toppin. So guys like that on your waiver wire, look to see what Obi Toppin is doing. Also, Naismith on your wire as streams. They're getting active minutes in the rotation for those guys. Uh, also, just Torian Prince, Jared Vanderbilt, Rui Hachimura. And, of course, Cam Reddish, look for those guys. Ah, cheers, Rock. Thank you very much for that, mate. Um, I guess those guys are the ones we want to target on our waiver wire from these two teams. But I guess that's pretty much all we can really do um, to take away from it. And also, if there's any one thing, though, before we cap it off, I guess we can finish one. If there's one thing apart from the 500K for the winners and the 200K or whatever, is there anything you would like to see come out of the in-season tournament or change as a reward or motivation for the players or you know, is there anything you'd like to see as a potential extra, something extra at stake for these guys? If you could work a way into giving them a week off, like, like imagine winning and getting a week off. Like these guys have money. So you offer them money. Like I know that you have to find a way to get them 82 games or whatever. And maybe it's extending the season a week or whatever. But if you tell LeBron AD and like, obviously they played hard enough. You tell KD, Devin Booker, and all those, and Bradley Beal, for example, if they're all healthy, that you get a week off if you win. You could have 500 grand, but you win, you get a week off. Mate, those guys haul hop in their private jets and go to the Bahamas for a week, have an absolute great time. That is probably more valuable to these superstars than the 500 grand. Yes, I love what Damian Lillard and some of these guys have said where it's about the guys at the end of the roster and they should want to do that for their for their backups, for their for their teams, for those guys that they have all their their team dinners with that they train with every day. But I reckon a week off for these guys would be Huge. invaluable. A hundred percent, especially for someone like a LeBron James. Like to so him to give a, a, a like a week off to refuel would be just stupid. And I guess that is the rookie scale minimum contract in the NBA is $953,000. So those guys on those really low, low minimums, this is basically half of their salary. And today, here you go, Ben Shepard. He played one minute of basketball today and he's walking away from Vegas with half a million dollars. Now, if you can go to Vegas and win half a million dollars, oh, I guess he's walking away with $200,000 because they lost. But you know what I mean? But that's still like a massive bump in the salary. The only thing I think I would like to see if I'm looking at it from that perspective is I would like there to be some kind of way to sneak in value that if the team is fringe, they get an automatic play-in spot. So if they're at jeopardy of dropping out at the end of the season, if they put too much energy into it, they get a play-in tournament spot, like a some kind of wild card. I'd like some kind of in-seat, like I'd like some kind of wild card for the playoffs where this extra win does count in some way for a win at the end of the season. I think that would be the only thing I'd like to see change. But, mate, in-season tournament, I think, thumbs up. I think, most, I think most of these guys that are there, maybe New Orleans might drop out, but basically everybody that made it to the in-season tournament should be – they should be playing 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 basketball because you still had to win games to get there. So. A hundred percent. Look, it's the cream rises at the end of the day and the cream rose to the top in the NBA in-season tournament and overall bloody massive success. You can see the Lakers get the win of you. Uh, I can just hear, oh, here we go. Would it be, po- <laughs> we got one before we go. We've got one. Would it be possible for me to ask a question not related to today's game? Of course, Rock. No. If that's what you want, we can take a question about anything. Hook us up. Mate, you, like, could, give- you, 
You ask. We'll, we'll have a bit of a chat about something else while you type that in. But oh, I can, I can tell you right now that my cat's – I'll go on. It's an Obi Toppin question. That's good. I was going to say the cat's no, no. jumped on the laptop right now on the keyboard. So I can't – if you want any data, Rock, don't expect anything because my cat right now is on the keyboard and he's not going to move and I could die no, lose my life. But, but like, Obi Toppin with 29 minutes in an important game, like maybe you got a two- or three-minute bump. But this trending – I just see that trending upwards for him. Yeah. Um, like – you and and you probably put our eyes to him at the uh in the preseason and i was a bit skeptical but now watching him now watching him hit a few threes at 40 percent today like really i think that he's a rosterable guy and he's not that yeah. rostered in yahoo leagues at the moment Mate, he's been up and down on rosters for the season i felt really i think one of my biggest guys i was high on like you know your sleeper like you know, like this is like the guys who were slipping under the radar for me was was Obi Toppin with the opportunity that presented for him after being a lottery pick and going from New York to Indiana. So I was really positive about the impact he can make on this roster, especially his connection with Tyrese Halliburton. Look, five from 11, three from seven for three. He hit the most threes of anyone in the game. I'm pretty sure, which is nice to see. He's been extending his range a little bit more. His biggest value came in New York as being a center. So when he was playing a fill-in center role and playing like a small ball small ball five he was getting blocks he was getting rebounds some of those peripherals aren't there for him yet he doesn't need to have them with miles turner but i think he's a really good complimentary piece in there so definitely on a paces back to back if you can bring him in i definitely think obi Toppin is a guy you should be looking at in your leagues uh here I we just, go i just want to i just want to say if you drafted him late though at the start of the year it was like 19 18 22 minutes 24 minutes you know in the first probably eight games his yep. highest minutes was like 26 now we're yep. starting to see those 37 minutes those 34 minutes those it 36 up, yeah. minutes 33 yeah. 35 and then we see the minutes played today in the most important game that the places have played in how long 15 years 15 years um, third most minutes on the team too today yeah oh no sorry no fourth minutes fourth minutes he was one minute behind benedict matherin who was cooking today exactly he's just a guy that maybe even though he's the 145th ranked player at the moment, he's somebody that I'm looking to and um, somebody that I might even snavel and a little bit think of it as a stash, but he could be really valuable come playoff time. I, I agree. A guy who's uh, filled in who I actually, I dropped, this is funny, it links into this nicely. I dropped Obi Toppin in one league to pick up Danny Advia. Um, if he was dropped in one of your roto leagues, would you drop either Keegan Murray or Sadiq Bay? I would not drop Keegan Murray. I don't think. I just think Keegan Murray has a road to be a really successful fantasy player, especially in Advia's. Look, it's much of a much as for me. I, I, Sadiq Bay has this more short term value right now with Jalen Johnson's injury for the next couple of weeks. So Sadiq Bay's value is more buoyed, whereas Denny Advia is a starter. So look for your starters always number one. So if you're going to keep, I would keep, be keeping Keegan. If it's a split between those two, Keegan's going to be up and down. He's only a sophomore. Bay has I'm got the opposite. more. You're the opposite. Go. Talk us through. Look, look, Keegan Murray, even though his minutes have been okay, what's he scored? 8, 14, and 13. He gets nothing in peripheral stats at the moment. Denny Avdia in a nine-cat league um, offers so much extra. Oh. Denny Avdia scoring as many points as Keegan Murray at the moment, but getting steals, getting assists, getting rebounds. I think Avdia for Keegan Murray is probably better. And just ride the four to six weeks because 
The second end of the question is you have Jalen Johnson at the moment. Um, look, just you can drop Sadiq Bay as soon as Jalen yep. Johnson's back. And yep. right now the best thing for you is maybe just I don't think Keegan Murray's that good. Yep. I think that look, I think that you can get Denny of in for him and Talking about perfect pairs, Sadiq Bay can go when Jalen Johnson comes back and your year will be very steady. I I just want to look at the value that Keegan Murray has. So he's only come back in the last one. He's been jacking up the shot. So he's getting the attempts. They haven't come back there. He missed those five games with injury, Keegan Murray, and then he went down with only 16 minutes played in that one. Now, before that one, though, I've gone back and had a look. He was playing 32, 39, 31 minutes, and Keegan was getting – uh, in these ones, 17 with peripherals, threes, rebounds, four, assists, four, and getting a steal every single game for a long time. There, he was on a steal streak in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight in a row of at least one with multiples. He's also getting you rebounds, he's also getting you at least two or three assists a game, which is more than Sadiq Bay, and he contributes the rebounds. And he is a floor spacer more in the Kings. So, this is where I'm a little bit hesitant because I thought it was like an up and down. He, he had a buy a low window, Keegan Murray, and then he shot up. Then he had the five games out. I just think he needs to find some more form after coming back from the injury because he's only gone from 23 minutes to 30 minutes and then 29. So he's working his way back into the 36 or 38 minutes that he is capable of getting, where I just don't see that many minutes there for Bay. So look, if you can ride it, you do it. I'm probably with Maddie on this one. I would definitely be keeping, look, I would be keeping me Keegan and I'd be dropping Bay. Depends on how long. Like you've got Jalen Johnson, but is he in your IR spot, Rock? Because if he's in your IR, you've got a free spot to play with anyway. Yeah, look, look. either way, we're saying that you should pick up Denny Abdiya. Yeah. Um, one of us is drop Keegan Murray. The other one is drop Sadiq Bay. The, yeah. Probably the biggest thing for me was the fact that you mentioned that you had Jalen Johnson stashed, which means yeah. that riding out Sadiq Bay, the 101st ranked player. Keegan Murray is currently the 160th ranked player. Um, and we know that those rankings are a little bit all over the shop, but Sadiq's been good when when given the minutes. Oh, and, he's, and I'm over- a Sadiq Bay owner. I'm a Sadiq Bay owner in multiple leagues. And I'm saying like to let him go just for the fact that I love what Denny Abbey has been doing. I think he's been, I think Denny Abbey has been a bloody revelation in Washington. And we can't say that a lot about Washington. Um. I'd say Keegan has higher upside. I'd say the safe pick is, um, yeah, drop him and get and keep Sadiq. But either way, get Danny Avdia. He should be owned. Yeah, he should be. He, he really should be owned in a lot of leagues. And good him here. Thanks, thanks very much for that one, Rock. I guess if there's no more questions, mate, I think we're, I think we're done. We are. Oh, so, so here we so go. So no, no cross. Oh, you go. I was so saying no, no, Rock said thank no you. So cross- no, our pleasure, Rock. No crossover episode tonight. Um, no. So that's gonna so that's gonna come through tomorrow and our Monday due to no games being tomorrow. Um, so yeah, look, come along um, tomorrow. We're gonna give you the outlook for the week ahead, uh, which Monday's probably gonna be a better better look at that anyway. So come in on a Monday. Um, we'll go through everything Sunday in America, and um, yeah, you've listened to an Insight Fantasy Sport podcast. Mate, no, absolute pleasure, mate. Cheers, boys. Cheers, ladies. Cheers, everyone. Thanks so much. A big week for the win for the Lakers. We'll catch you soon. Like and subscribe to all things Inside Fantasy Sports at Inside F Sports. Push the bell down below. If you're watching this on YouTube right now, just subscribe and get all the notifications. Turn them on. Make them just a little bit louder than your, all your other notifications for your stuff. Just that way when your missus goes off, like, whose ringtone is that? You can be like, it's just inside. It's fine. I'm going to go watch them. We'll catch you soon, everyone. Take care.
Cheerio.